Hey y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is back, honey. And I'm so happy to be. I really did miss this space, you know, this podcasting space. And also like this kind of energetic space of like talking to y'all, talking to the masses and really just talking. You know, I'm at my desk. My altar is like right in front of me I'm looking in the mirror you know like the space that is this is just so nice and this is something that like even though I'm kind of bummed that I can't film it on video because also that makes it so much easier for promo child (laughs) but I really did miss this space of recording you know it's very it feels very intimate and I like that I can, you know, intimately talk to y'all and create an intimate space, a healing corner, you know, between us in both of our worlds and each of our worlds. So I'm so happy to be back if you can't tell. (laughs) For all my new people, I just want to go over who am I? Also, all my new people, thank you so much for coming here. I would love... Um, you know, if you enjoy this episode, feel free to DM me, feel free to tweet me and, you know, just message me, um, wherever you find me, you know, and let me know how much you like the episode. I love that. But also let me know how you found me, but however you found me, I'm so glad you're here. I am Nicole Hills and that person is a spiritualist who speaks about all things healing and guides people on their journeys especially when it comes to healing the inner child. So if you are guided here, just know it's for a reason. And I welcome you into my healing community for however long you want to stay. I'm just glad you're here and you are welcomed. So this podcast is one of my many facets of spreading and exploring healing. And it's called The Healing Corner because I want y'all to come here and feel cozy. You know, this is something that I was getting at and like missing this space, you know, that I record in. And it's so cozy to me. And I hope that whenever and wherever, you know, y'all listen to this, that you're in your cozy space, you know, whether it is physically or internally, you know, because I want y'all to feel safe enough to open up to these topics, you know, because they are heavy. And I just know how important it is to have a gentle and welcoming hand and voice (laughs) when it comes to teaching and talking about these things. So feel free, you know, to grab your whites, even if in your mind (laughs) you're grabbing them. You may be physically on the train or something right now. Don't matter, honey. In your mind, grab your whites, grab your comfortable PJs, grab your bonnet, throw on, throw in your messy bun, put on your fuzzy socks, put on your face mask, bring over your water, your tea, your coffee, even a little wine, honey, and get to share space in our respective healing corners um if you would like to donate to the podcast and to me in general as a spiritualist as a healer as a creator as a teacher and a guide um and 
you know, a person. I feel like I said so many things. I'm like, yeah, I'm this and that and that. (laughs) Anyways, you can send donations to my cash app. Um, I no longer have Venmo. So my cash app is N-I-C-C-C-1. And if you would like to make reoccurring donations, there is also... um, the listener support option on anchor.fm slash Nicole Heels. Anchor is where um, this podcast is hosted. And so if you just go to anchor.fm slash Nicole Heels, the button, um, you know, should come up. It should be visible and, you know, click on it. And you'll get that option. (laughs) You can also subscribe to my Patreon, um, patreon.com slash Nicole Heels and set up a monthly subscription of $444 or higher um, so that you can get some, well, so that you can support me. But also I do have some additional treats on there. I have an additional treat that I'm going to be dropping I'm trying to be so inconspicuous but I'm going to be dropping here on the podcast and um you know fully on Patreon so get ready for that and um you know while you're there read some article you'll be able to read some of my articles you know get into the journal prompts that I have on there for subscribers and more cuz I am just bursting with ideas honey I am a summer girl. I'm a summer baby. I'm a Leo. Love the sun, honey. Love summer. I come alive. But one thing I do genuinely like about, you know, the other side of the seasons is how slowed down everything becomes because I am a very chill, grounded person. I'm a homebody. I heavily resonate with Tauruses. <laughs> I feel like I'm an honorary Taurus. I love a good lay down. You know, I love my comforts. And one thing that the cold weather, the cold seasons gives me is just a slowing down of me, but also of the world. And I feel like I don't have to play like catch up and allows me to slow down to be able to catch and formulate and um you know give out the ideas that I have so get ready for that honey and I'm really excited for it and I'm really excited for y'all to consume it um because I just I love the work that I do if you didn't notice this is really my jam (laughs) so I'm happy that y'all are here consuming the work and that it can help y'all Um, Lastly, if you would like to non-monetarily donate to the podcast and um, to me in general, feel free to rate it, um, whatever medium you're listening to it on. If it gives you the um, opportunity, especially Apple Podcasts, yeah, to rate it, rate it, please. It helps me out a lot. If it gives you the um, option to comment, Apple Podcasters, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at y'all. <laughs> um, please also do that. It helps me in a big way to expand my reach, you know, and the reach of my work by a few simple clicks and swipes on your part. Also, 
like I said in the beginning, tweeting me, you know, on socials, posting an episode if it really resonates with you on your socials and just saying, hey, this is popping. I love it. I want y'all to love it too. Check it out. That helps me out in a big way because, you know, word of mouth is something that, you know, you really can't go wrong with. It's so trusted. And so if you also, you know, want to feel free to follow me, that also helps (laughs) a comment and a DM about how this podcast helped you in any way. That's very greatly appreciated to me, but also to my inner child. (laughs) Um, Also, simply, you know, sharing this podcast on socials, but also, you know, in your group chats, you know, if you want to... spit some knowledge to your family in the family group chat (laughs) put an episode in there honey (laughs) but you know those spiritual group chats and even like treat it as like an olive branch you know to that spiritual person that like you may have on socials or you may have their number but y'all don't really talk like that and you want to you know create something with them some type of relationship with them allow allow me honey (laughs) just put me in their inbox and we could get the ball rolling (laughs) um yeah it helps me out in a big way also tagging me you know helps me out and it warms my heart so thank you so very much in advance love y'all for that and now let's get into the episode honey so so excited for this one looks like every episode uh they're all my babies uh love them so we touched on the fear of healing you know and the fears that you may and will encounter on the journey of self-discovery and the identity crisis that ensues but also we talked about how fear is just an emotion and ultimately Our emotions are just part of life. And so the quote unquote negative ones that aren't always as sexy to feel, you know, they all, they don't always have to mean danger or that you don't want the thing that you're gunning for, you know, just because you're not excited about it. Like in every moment, just because you may be scared of it. A little bit. We all have running programs within us that make us scared of success, you know, that make us avoidant, that make us procrastinate. And just because that is something that happens, you know, and it manifests in emo- certain emotions of like fear and like sadness and anxiety, it doesn't mean that we don't want it, but also it doesn't mean that we're not on the right path. And it doesn't mean that the path that you're on, just because this is occurring, is wrong. Because sometimes the negative feelings that you're um, encountering and experiencing, they mean that you're on the exact place within the right exact path that you need to be. Because when you're dealing with releasing yourself, I want you to really know, When you're dealing with releasing yourself from the thrusts of survival mode, from the past identity that we had to put on in order to survive, a lot of the quote unquote negative feelings that come up, you know, 
you need those negative feelings to show you the way. Just like with anything that you heal and let go of and seek to release yourself from. You know, because these negative feelings are what put you there in the first place. You know, the fear of shame. Yeah, the fear of being shamed for being great, from being a star, you know, for being good at something, for being too good that you weren't able to relate with your peers. Being too good at something, being too nice, being too open-hearted, being too much, you know, of a of a good person, of a great person, being too talented. You know, those things are on the other side of fear. And it's because those parts of us were shamed by other people who could not handle seeing another great person because their greatness was forced out of them. And so, yeah, when you want the path to greatness, <laughs> you're going to be fearful because we became scared to be great. These are the exact same reasons why we went in survival mode in the first place, why we felt like we had to survive, why we felt like we had to fragment ourselves and throw our greatness in the background and only display these certain traits that could only be relatable. And so everybody, you know, felt that you were palatable and safe to be around because you wouldn't shine so much that you shined on their shadow. You know, that you acted as an unconscious mirror to the ways in which they were hiding. You know? So yeah, you're going to be scared. <laughs> but that don't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. You know? And I really want y'all to know that just because you're fearful of something, say you get a new job, being able to hold the excitement of something new, a new environment, a new thing, you know, that like you want to do something that excites you. Oh, but then you have these fears that go with the patterns of, of you know, our past hurts. You know, the fears that are um, connected to like our imposter syndrome. That's fine to have, but it don't mean that you're not still excited. And so being able to hold those two truths, I'm excited, but I'm also type fearful and embracing the full human in that. That is you. That is us. And that brings me directly to how... When it comes to coming out of survival mode and embracing your true authentic self, the main thing that you need is this concept of space. You know, you need space in order to heal. Best believe. Because healing is growth. It is expansion. You know, it's evolving and going up, but it's also spreading out. And it causes you to shift and evolve and grow out. Grow out 
of old paradigms and dynamics and perspectives and general ways of being. And you need space in order to do that. You need space on, on, on multiple levels, but also on multiple sides. You know, it can't just be a tight coffin that you're in. It can't be just a tight outline of your own body. And you know why? Because you need space, a perfect circle, in order to shift and change into whoever you need to be in order to get to your authentic self. And so you remember when you was younger, like a tween going into your teens, and like you had like... (laughs) You probably had this favorite aesthetic, you know, this favorite music and you really like the aesthetic and you're like, oh, this is not a phase, mom. This is who I am. (laughs) You needed that. You needed that in order to get to where you are now. Even if right now you feel like you don't know yourself, you still need this time of feeling like you don't know yourself because it's all a journey. And so in having a full circle around you that is able to expand as you expand as well, it allows you to have an emo phase (laughs) and then have your princess phase, you know, your hyper feminine phase, but then even, you know, the flip side of that and hyper masculine phase, whatever it may be, That's what space allows you to shift and morph into whatever you may be right now. Because who's to say just because it's a phase right now that is also not part of your authentic self? Because you don't need to assume identities. Ooh, and I'm so happy to get into that later in the episode, but I don't want to mess up on my script. (laughs) But you as a person are an identity. You know, our identities are not solely like aesthetics. You get to choose each and every day what part of your identity you want to display. But you don't have to pick and choose which one. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. Purr. (laughs) Purr, purr, purr. And so you need space. You need, not only do you need space for expansion and not only do you need expansion, but you also need to clear out who, which is why healing is not just breathing and meditating and praying away the hurt of the past, but going through it and learning so that we can also Learn the why as to why this particular thing and these particular things cannot be in our space and see how it's taking up our space, how it's convincing us that we don't need space, but also convincing us that we have enough space with it here conveniently telling you oh yeah girl you got enough space it's all good meanwhile you got like a sliver a sliver of room to be yourself you know and so that's what 
that's why we need to become acquainted with our space because a lot of us don't know what the fuck is here I know I didn't Ooh, child trust me I know I did not we just reacting off of the things in our space but we don't really know what we don't really know why we don't really know what is actually here And this is why healing is a journey. Think of like a, a messy room. I know at least everybody on the planet has watched one episode of Hoarders. <laughs> you know? Or those cleaning to- TikToks. You know? Think about how satisfying it is to just watch it all happen and go down. But... You know that that takes time, energy, and effort, you know, especially since a lot of people are hoarders and they can't, well, not can't clean, but they're weary of cleaning because they can't let certain things go and they've gotten comfortable in the space, you know, comfortable with the junk. And that's why healing can be so hard. Because let me tell you right now, healing prize things from your cold, dead hands <laughs> that you once that you once declared, you're gonna have to pry this from my cold, dead hands. And healing will be like, okay, we'll absolutely do that. Let's let's put this on the list. <laughs> so And learning, you know, just our space and why these things can't be in our space. But also, also, healing will show you how these things within our space are not us. Like we think it is. How, yes, these things that are, yes, they are within our space. And they have been with us for so long, but also and have been constricting us and keeping us warm at night. When the little gust of self-abandonment leaves us cold and just lonely, you know, these things within our space that are not us be keeping us warm. Mm-hmm. When we self-abandon and in the space of self-abandonment. Oh, and I'll get into this. Uh, I know y'all tired of me saying, I'll get into this later. And you're like, girl, get into it now. <laughs> Don't worry. There's a method to my madness, honey. But we just got to see how also this these things are not actually us. And we need to see it. We need to turn around and look at it to really focus our eyes on it and not just walk past it all the time and see how it's just clutter. But also remove that sense of familiarity and warmth to it and responsibility towards it and all of the nostalgia and all of the warm and fuzziness of it all and realize we've been duped. <laughs> that is actually not a teddy bear that we're hugging and holding. That it's something else. Something slimy, something yuck. Or just 
something that is just not ours, something that is just not us, something that we just actually don't like and watch it turn right before our very eyes. You know, this thing that is actually detrimental to us rather than helpful. Healing helps us to see that and recognize that we even have space. We even have our own space as an individual that we also deserve. And then account for it and take in, um, inventory and recognize all of the shit that is just not ours. You know? And it gives us those tools to be able to help us reclaim our space. Our space. To think our own thoughts. To have our own opinions. To laugh at our own jokes. (laughs) And just what we think is funny. However long. To believe all that we want to believe at any given time. And if our belief changes in time, allowing that to happen as well. You know, allowing us to just have our phases. Allowing us to be emo right right now in this moment like we want to be. And then if we want that to turn into something else, it will because it's our space. And we have jurisdiction over it, over us, you know, because these are things, all of these things, all of the things that make up the personality and allow you to be an actual person, you know? And so just because you're leaning into one aspect of yourself right now, that's emo, (laughs) You know, with your side bangs (laughs) and your eyeliner, honey, purr, lean into it, lean into it because it's an aspect of your personality, but it doesn't have to be all that you are. You don't have to be stuck here. And that's what space tells us. We can be who we be, what we be, what we want to be at any given moment, and it can still be us even as we are on this journey of finding ourselves, you know? And if something actually turns out to not be us or not be too much of us, great. You lived and you learned. (laughs) You tried it out. Amazing. Pat yourself on the back. Claps for you. Snaps for you. But this is ultimately our space to figure that out, you know? And we don't need or need to listen to other people's judgment that comes with it, you know, just because they want to be one aspect of themselves. That is relatable. (laughs) Because you don't got to focus on being relatable. You just got to focus on being you, which is an individual, you know, not even just a person, but your own person with their individual emotions and their individual views and individual and particular way of doing things that many of us did not have the luxury of growing up in this way. And of course, you already know, this is a, this is a podcast about inner child healing. So you know I gotta go back 
we have all been imposed on by our families we already know this you know in many ways i was gonna say in some way or another but child in 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 many ways (laughs) not in one way in in multiple actually (laughs) and because that was the culture you know keeping your kids in line making sure they're this and not that good and not bad and so you couldn't have your own space you really couldn't because your parents had to make sure they had to make sure of you because they did not know what it consisted of you know this space your space especially those that grew up on you know with the internet you know and had parents that didn't they didn't know what you was doing over there they didn't know what you were consuming over in your space you know and so because they had no jurisdiction over there they had they they can't know what's going on within you Especially if you have parents that did not talk and didn't really try to get to know you. <laughs> um, you know, they had to make sure through external means that you did not end up bad and you were not consuming anything bad, you know, because they couldn't meet you at your space. They had to impose on you rather than talk to you and influence you you know rather than really guide you they had to impose because they were imposed on as well by their parents and their family and that was the way that you kept kids in line by imposing and so all of this imposing on our space it changed it up it changed our personality It changed our views or molded them before they even had a chance to come out and form. It curtailed, it distracted, it deviated our natural path of development of us and made it into something else, something that your parents could control and have jurisdiction over and make sure, something that they could make sure. But... As we all know, that turns it into something ragged and jagged. It turns our path into something else, like drawn on paper and with crayon, rather than going outside and seeing your path physically. A lot of our parents kept us indoors, and not just physically indoors, but indoors of their home of their space oh and of their survival mode oh mm-hmm. and so our space turned into something ragged and jagged honey and we turned into someone who had our development stunted and so our space rather than being a nice perfect circle it's all jagged 
the lines ain't straight. <laughs> it's all lopsided. Or it it may be a whole nother shape altogether. You know? But they were just trying to do what's best for you. And it sucks and it's hard to know this and it's hard to hear it, I know. But that is really what they learned. How to impose rather than guide. And I'm not saying to forgive mommy today, right now in this moment. Absolutely not, honey. I am not an advocate for that, for fast forgiving and throwing away your feelings. Absolutely not. Um, What I'm just given is insight and context, you know, that you can use along your journey, you know? And so... In this imposing on our space, in this making sure we were this and not that, it bred a survival mode out of us, which made up, which which actually consumed us and created an identity, which was our old identity, you know, which is the identity that we are all currently shedding right now. That's why some days you may feel yourself relapsing into old ways and old things. And you may feel like a child. There are some days uh, where I feel like a little girl. Or there are just some things that happen that throw me back into the body of my little girl self. And I'll be hating it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. Of course, I soothe myself and all of that, but I hate it because that little girl, mm, she felt so powerless. She felt so unprepared. She felt like she was not protected. She felt so unprotected. She did not feel like she was taken care of. She was not treated gently. She wasn't given that luxury of compassion. All she got was a firm hand and a hurtful mouth, a hurtful mouth full of words that made her think certain things about herself. And there would be some times especially with people that are close to you because we're all going through an identity crisis and we're all relapsing. And, and you know that phrase of like, oh, you turn into your parents? <laughs> we're all turning back into those little children that were parented by parents that imposed themselves and their emotionally <laughs> stuntedness you know, on us, you know, and so some days you may feel like having a tantrum, honestly, as an adult. Mm -hmm. And because we're all going through this, some people in your circle may hurt you. You know, it's like a mirror being brought to you. And you're transported, like you see in the mirror that you're a little girl again, or you're a little child again. 
And then in you having your feelings, a mirror is brought to them in how they have been hurt in how they hurt you. Chow, chow, chow. So yeah, that happens. That's happening right now. (laughs) That's why I've been away, honey. Oh, chow, chow, chow. But this is why we heal. You know, this is the healing journey. This is the journey. This is the journey. It's not that you're doing something wrong just because these times happen. This is the journey. And understand when you're taking off, when you're shedding, when you have to move out. I can't even pick the analogy because there's so many. When you're moving out a home that you've been so familiar with and you've lived your whole life that you've attached to, but you don't really see the cracks. You don't really see how it's... um how you know it's cracked I had another word in mind but I forgot it but you know you don't really see how there's cracks in the foundation and and, then the walls and how it's on its last leg until you pack up all your stuff and you pack up your stuff one by one and you take this one box to the to the moving truck and then you see a different part side of your house and you're like hmm this looks different and then that keeps happening and when you get to the last box or the last few boxes because you know healing isn't so perfect as like oh one by one box you know and you put your last into the moving truck that's when you realize how run down that house has really been. But we don't know. We don't notice until we move out of it and we go through these things. This is why this is the journey. Ugh. So, and like, of course, love to everyone that's experiencing that right now. I'm happy to that I'm able to provide this space and I hope y'all feel held. You know, I hope that y'all feel just nurtured, you know, because it's hard. I will be the first person to tell you <laughs> child is hard. And so um, we're all currently shedding, you know, and this old identity which we had to assume out of survival of the past that we once lived and all of its repercussions honey that we've been living with as we've grown as the years have passed have been taking up way too much of our space and pushing us out you know pushing us up on the side of it crushing us And pushing the authentic us out. You know, pushing us and who we are to the side where we're all crumbled. But pushing our authenticity out. And it's why for so long we may have felt so empty inside at our core. Because our authenticity has no room here. Mm. And that's a constant message that we get when people shame us, shame these parts of us, nitpick us. Ooh, 
And this is why we have a lack of space, of our own space, to be as we please and grow into whoever that we please. You know, it's why we feel so stunned and out of touch with ourselves. And I want to explain why and how so y'all can get the fuller picture. You know, and so because of this lack of space for ourselves to be ourselves and find out who exactly that is along the way autonomously, we've had to mirror and mimic, you know, and fill ourselves up with other people. You know, we're taught to always use other people as a guide of how to act from young. And we, quote unquote, naturally, we naturally fall into doing so when we are made to constantly abandon ourselves in our own road to self-discovery, you know, through that process of shame that we go through, you know, and this is what makes our authentic self not safe anymore. And this is what makes the new survival identity all warm and cozy, you know, just waiting for you to just fall in and melt in with a glass of wine and a bonnet and some cookies and a blanket waiting for you, (laughs) you know? And so that's why you're seeking this outside validation, And you're worrying about what these other people think of you and if their opinion makes you good enough and if they will see you and see your productivity and you feel wrong if you ever indulge or weird if you ever indulge in something you want to just because. You know, because this survival identity, if you notice, it makes us relate to everyone else it makes us melt into everyone else and so when you do individual things just because you want to people will make you feel weird for it because it's not the norm and as we're all in these survival identities we cling to the norm Because the norm is what's right and the norm keeps us safe and it keeps us in line and it keeps us with the right thing to do. And so that's why people project when they see someone being an individual and not even, you know, just like this trope of like, you know, everyone is a gray blob and then someone is, um, or everyone is like in a crowd and they're all wearing gray. And then someone comes with this like bright red outfit. It don't even have to be that like serious. It could really just be you choosing to like jump in a puddle, (laughs) you know, or splash a little bit, the slightest bit in a puddle. And you have the necessary shoes. (laughs) You know, it could just be you like, I don't know, doing some random silly thing. Snapping your finger once. Tapping your foot once. Humming a song like for five seconds. Doing something that you want to do just because. People will make you feel weird for it. And it's a way to conform. 
because conformity also helps people feel safe. That's why we do it. But also that's why people project it onto us. Because if we do anything outside of the norm, outside of the great blob, it reminds people that there is a world outside of the grayness. It reminds the color, the vibrant colors that are in the background that people keep trying to push away within themselves. It causes those things to speak up and remind the person, hey, I'm here. And they don't like it and it feels uncomfortable because then they got to account for the fact that they're not embracing their own color. Woo. And so we learn in assuming a new identity, a survival um, identity, to reach out to the outside to navigate us and thus making us more likely to enmesh with others, to attach to others blindly and assume others' identity, assume this general identity, you know, that everyone is partaking in, having the same personality because it's safe. Trust me, you see it online. You see it in cancel culture. You know, where everyone wants everyone to be the same and have the same opinions. But also in the way that like we assume a base general reality, I mean identity or maybe reality, shoot. Maybe maybe my voice, maybe my lips know something I don't. <laughs> But we assume a base identity, a foundational identity, a safe identity so that we can stay safe and stay relatable and stay a blob and stay in survival and do the survival thing of being a chameleon and not have a sense of self and individuality, you know, wearing a mask to be safe, you know, And be relatable because like I said, relatability is safety. And we abandon ourselves and all of this weight of being human. That survival mode makes you forget, you know, which is why when you start dropping survival mode and you come back, you make that intention to come back to being a full human. It feels so heavy (laughs) and like a mistake. Trust me when I say dropping survival, coming back into identity, um, excuse me, um, sensitivity, and also being not even the only one, but like doing it in the presence of others that may not be doing it or may not be doing it, you know, on um, your like rapid time, maybe doing it slower. Oh, It makes you feel like such a burden. It makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I have all these emotions. It makes you feel so heavy. It makes you feel so very immature. Let me tell you, especially other people's um, response to it as well. When you're trying to go and get your needs met, you know, your new emotional needs. 
it's it's a trust me it's a it's a weird time it can be a scary time as well but that's why it feels so weighted to drop survival because not only was survival very surface level but it convinced us of the surface level you know because we still had these things within us we still had these emotions we still had this sensitivity because if not how could we come back to it it was just deep 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 in the background <laughs> you know and also our the the weight of being our own specific human our individual self because there is also weight that comes with that with with being you you know there's a certain weight that comes with it that we don't know of when we are trying to be like everyone else you know because survival it brings about a numbness we mistake survival mode for being better and being more light when it's really not we are just numb we are just numb from the neck down you know and it keeps the deep things hidden and only makes us cognizant and aware of the surface level so you perceive everything at surface level you know and you don't notice all of the weight that it actually holds of just getting by, you know, of surviving in your household and in your family and in your school and in your life. Because we're numb. We don't realize how heavy survival really is. Because not only are we holding our own weight in the depths of us, the individual that is there that we go we try to get back to but we're also holding other people's weight we're holding things that are not us and so we have all of this weight and because we have all of this weight of of course also the weight of shame of insecurity of all these new feelings of course we gonna like we need to be numb because it's like We have a running system, like for safety, we need to hold these things. This is a belief that we conjure up in our mind. We have to hold these things for safety. If you have to hold something so heavy as a way for you to literally like survive, you going to dissociate from that weight. And a lot of us dissociate from all that weight for years for years look at ourselves but also look at your parents Ooh. look at the world uh and i'm i'm giving y'all an extra long episode today so i hope y'all are happy about it absolutely Whoo! and so we're holding oh so much weight child and we're so confused because it's it's like life is like playing a game with us we don't realize like things really get all turned around survival mode convinced us that it's better because we feel more light without having to hold this heavy weight that is us in a world that wants us to change but it's really not true because it just convinces us that it's light because it makes you numb ah And so we're left growing up so confused. 
And I know y'all feel it. And I know y'all can pinpoint things in your past. How confused you were. Mm. And in abandoning ourselves in our own specific depth, like I stated, we then latch on to other people who are also, if you've ever noticed in your life, so ready for you to come and follow them, you know, and do as they say and quote unquote respect and listen to them blindly because this is something that makes them feel good and powerful. And we can also apply that to the collective, how we see it on social media, you know, how happy people feel, how powerful people feel, you know, when people choose to abandon their own opinion even if that opinion is like just bred out of genuine confusion how good people feel when they abandon they just abandon the opinion and assume another rather than truly learning going beyond the surface level going into the depth of themselves and why they think the way that they do and truly learning and coming out of that pattern and coming to another opinion not even just the other opinion that the other person is stating but just another opinion organically you know people be so ready for us to drop ourselves and just do what they do and what they want because it makes them feel good it makes them feel safe to have you in the norm but also it makes them feel worthy that they were the ones to do it (laughs) honey and so this is why we have this tendency to latch on to others Because survival mode does not give us the space to go on and figure things out. To come to our own opinion, to change our own opinion, to to, to put in that time and effort that it takes to truly and organically change and figure things out, figure it out. It being ourselves, it being life. Figuring out life for ourselves as ourselves, which is why we have this imposter syndrome and feel so ill-equipped to handle anything because we have not been given the space, time, and opportunity to like test drive, you know, to try it on our literal selves. And so, yeah, we're not going to know what we want in life. No. (laughs) No. We're not going to know like how to answer certain things. We're not going to so easily surface our own emotions. Oh, because we were not given the space to really figure them out and know them. And so when someone and, and when we try to create relationships and we want people to care for our feelings and we just want them to just know but they can't and so when they ask and we get so frustrated because like right now in this moment we don't know because we weren't given the space to know 
we weren't given the space to really figure it out to get to a point where we know so quick fast and in a hurry you know and in this way we see how survival mode creates out of us a new identity you know we leave ourselves and go to focus on how to identify and be in order to get our needs met. Who we are is curtailed. These, these simple things that we should know about ourselves. We should know how we feel. You know, that we should know what we like, what we prefer in order to set boundaries around it. We don't. Because not only have we been made to assume something different and be something different and have less boundaries, have these certain preferences that match up with other people and certain people. Not only that, we also just get further and further and further from ourselves. And so we're not going to have this knowledge ready on hand about ourselves You know, and it really impacts our lives, our lives, because we like, mm, I have so many thoughts. Let me pick one, (laughs) child. We may have certain relationships because of the fact that we don't know ourselves. We may enter certain friendships because of the fact that we only know little about ourselves and we connect pe- with people on the little that we do know. But also because we don't know much about ourselves, you know? And so we can't take from a bigger space. We we only have this little space and this little knowledge. We can't take from the big knowledge, you know? And so we won't know when and where to erect boundaries. And that influences who we look for in people, who enters our life, who we let in our life, who feels safe enough to be in our life, who stays, you know, and the types of relationships we have in that way. Woo, child. And this is real, you know? And so because we don't already know ourselves, we have to learn ourselves. It's like we have to study for this test that is ourselves. And like the way that life tests us so that we figure out exactly who we are. Woo. You know? And so because we don't know ourselves, we don't trust ourselves. And we will try and blindly follow other people, you know, who we seem like who seem to us to know, but also who don't actually know. (laughs) They just assume the identity to us in a really good way. You know, they just assumed the role that life well, not even life, the society has out for us and the proper way to be. They just assumed it really well, you know? And we think they have it all figured out and they think it too. And so they'll give you advice and try to get you to blindly follow them and follow them thinking they're doing you a favor. You know, a lot of these celebrities, just putting that out there, a lot of, our capitalist 
a lot of these people that we look up to who are like, yeah, I'm a billionaire. It's so good. Good, good. Let me give you the secrets. It's like, honey, are you even you? Or have you just followed the path? Have you just fulfilled the role so well that you don't even care about being you anymore? Because you got all this reward. And so it, it must mean that you're doing something right, right? Mm. You know? And so this all makes us so susceptible to just fall into a role like everyone, while everyone else does too. Because we're all following each other. Because none of this happens in a vacuum. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because it's why we're all having this identity crisis as a whole. This is how society affects the individual and how the individual affects society because we are all individuals in society. And it's really trippy to think about, thinking about the collective and we see it as an entity. But then when you look deeper, you see all these individual people that are making up this shape, you know, that are shaping this. Mm, that's why it's hard to 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 change society because you got to appeal to all of these different individual people and it's not it's not easy because like the collective is its own identity but then it also isn't you know the collective is its own entity but then it also isn't mm. and it's so weird it's so trippy to think about but it's weird because we as individuals make up society and so naturally we all affect each other and we fall deeper and deeper into being affected when we don't know ourselves and we don't have this sense of self and we feel lost and we try to use society and its behaviors to try and figure out which we don't even know, but like we're trying to figure out these core intrinsic values that we should have. We're trying to fill up this space in our core and try and find things to fill it with, the right things that we should be filling it with rather than going within, especially because we are so disconnected. We don't know that there is a space here. We don't know that we can go in. We don't know that there's a space to go into. We don't know what's in it. We're not aware in that sense. And so in this way that we are naturally social creatures that live amongst each other, that affect each other in a general society that makes it hard to be an individual, it's so easy to fall into a blob, to have this mob mentality to fall into codependency with the collective yes and just mesh and melt into everyone else and what everyone else wants and the norm and what everyone else thinks that they want it's so easy to fall into a role and just assume a role and go into the crowd you know that say the same things and have the same general ambitions and goals and have the same arguments on social media and blah 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 
because we have little to no sense of self and awareness of space and thus awareness of individuality. You know those TikToks that are like, when you randomly remember that you have free will and then it's like someone goes and like stands on a table. (laughs) It's like that. We don't notice that we have the space to do that, you know, to just be. We don't know. (laughs) Uh, I love those TikToks. They're so funny. And so naturally, as we seek as well as seeking out this external validation and anxiously going on to make sure that we're good enough and we're doing the right thing and constantly questioning, questioning, questioning. We're worrying about these silly little things outside of ourselves and prioritizing them because of lack of self, lack of death, lack of the internal and ultimately lack of room for these weighted and deep things that are important and central to us as individuals. But while under survival are made trivial, and so no room for self-esteem. Think about your old, the older generation. Think about how they respond when you talk about mental health, when you talk about leaving a job for your mental health. They're like, mental health? Girl, what? Because survival does not make room for those things. For things like self-desire and emotional safety along with individual thoughts and and opinions and core values that are bred naturally from having a sense of self. You know, this makes it so much easier to shame people and project, you know? And this is how someone can wake up one day in the middle of their life, having a midlife crisis Realizing that they actually dislike themselves. Realizing that they actually may hate who they are, who they have been. Because it's an identity that is outside of who they actually really authentically truly are. And they hate their life. They, that they actually feel empty, that they feel unfulfilled, that they actually don't know who that is in a mirror anymore because they have not truly looked in years, in decades, because they have not truly invested in self in decades, because they have not cried their own tears in decades, because they not they have not gotten their favorite ice cream just for the of it in decades because they were worrying about everybody else for decades and let me tell you when you become a parent I don't got no kids <laughs> just wanted to let y'all know that because I said that like <laughs> like I'm a single mom you know <laughs> or like I you know whatever but <laughs> But just from what I've observed, when you become a parent, it's like you kind of solidify in that because you do have to think about someone else before you think of yourself in some ways, you know, or at least because that that kind of sounded wrong. You don't want to make it like a dynamic like, you know what I'm talking about, but it's not it's outside of that dynamic where either you come first or the baby. You know, but you got to think differently 
you know, in selfless ways. And so when you become a parent, you start to give up yourself. You start to give up your desires, you know, for a life that you need to create for your kid. And so you really may have not gotten that ice cream that you loved and just you love in years because your kids liked something else. Because your husband, your partner liked something else and you were taught to prioritize the family over yourself, not realizing that you are also part of the family. Hello? I know somebody needs to hear that because like I said, I am not no parent. (laughs) I don't have a family of my own that I've made. I I have a family that I've come from. (laughs) But that is just like some insight onto our parents as well. And why that is something that happens in general. You know, because... The survival mode, it creates veils. It creates invisible things to worry about and feel sad about and inadequate about that are not really and truly there, but only there because we are not connected to self. Who, 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 who. And you know what? I, I have so much more to say, but... I don't want to make this episode like two hours long because I know when I edit, I'm going to feel so self-conscious. Like I'm a, I could keep talking and then be like, yeah, because whoever want to listen to a long, like they could come back to it. You know, whoever don't like long episodes, they could skirt. <laughs> but I don't want to make it so long. And so next episode in the next episode, because I'm not just cutting it here. But in the next episode, I'm going to go more into the family and where this really comes from and how family enmeshment, you know, enmeshment in the home, codependency in the home, imposing in the home sets us up for this. And it allows us to develop these core beliefs that if we do not conform to our parents, to our parent, to the family, to the group, we will be left out. We will be harmed. Bad things will happen to us out of retaliation for that. But also, we will be disconnected from. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how humans are social creatures and how important it is for a child to feel connected to their parent. You know, how we literally rely on our parents for true survival. How in recent, well, I guess not even recent, but modern research shows that whenever a baby, like you should hold your baby often especially whenever it cries (laughs) because when you cry that's our only mode to communicate and so when we're in the womb we're used to just getting our own needs met all the time we're so cushy you know we don't even have to be changed we can pee and poop we can get fed 
and we have a nice, comfortable, safe space. We come into the world and instantly it's cold. Hello. (laughs) But we now have to communicate in order to get our needs met. You know? And so in being used to having it instantly done, when we now have to wait and now communicate, when that need isn't met in a time frame that we're used to, we literally don't know if we will survive this or not. As babies, yes. And this is why babies need that constant soothing because they ain't never been here before. Or they don't have that recollection for all my people into reincarnation. Babies don't have that recollection that we've been here before. They don't have that knowledge that everything is going to be okay. And that the bottle is being made and to calm down. (laughs) And so, yeah, next episode, we're going to get into how family enmeshment and family imposing sets us up for all of this assuming a collective identity and abandoning ourselves. Woo! But now, I want to get into how to reclaim our space. Because I don't want to just leave y'all with, this is how your life is horrible. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) So, we reclaim. We get back to our original home that is within And we create our own space by crying. (laughs) We cry and cry and cry over spilled milk. We have that space that we provide that space that most of us have probably never had. Because our families be imposing on us since young. And so they'll leave us to cry and figure it out ourselves. But then they'll come back with violence, maybe. Mm -hmm. Whether physical or emotional. Well, that imposes on our space to be emotional, to cry, to simply cry. Because also, oh, survival mode, when I tell you, hates emotions. Because it's weighted. And in survival, you can't, you can't, you can't hold weight. You just have to go, 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 strive, 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 survive, survive, survive. And so, and and we have to do the same exact things that got us here in the first place. And that's why it be scary. And that's why it's scary to cry. Yeah, but we have to. This is how we solve, this is how we solve this survival mode and let go of this identity. Because between the old and the new and who we really are is this space of transformation. And we cry in order to transform. We pout and we let ourselves be sad over the small things. Yes, even as an adult, don't do that to yourself. Don't say, oh, I feel so immature. It's okay to do that. But don't judge yourself in that way. Or try to keep it at a minimum. (laughs) And don't let other people judge you either. You know, 
because even if it is just little like if it's genuinely little you still deserve to cry about it if you feel that urge because that urge is there for a reason but we don't really notice especially in survival mode in this new identity that we have to assume how the little things be connected to very big things how the little things be connected to how we feel powerless inside Mm. and so we know we pout and we know that it's okay to visibly screw up our face when 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 we're bummed that it's okay to outwardly show emotion and it's funny because like when you start to actually take the space that you're owed to as an individual you'll notice how much of a fucking concubine you've been out of fear and survival that you couldn't even look sad without someone coming to fix you and impose themselves in your space just because they couldn't handle it that they controlled you into something that they could handle and how that makes us feel inherently powerless when that keeps happening you know and so now you give yourself space and it empowers you Space to be sad about the seemingly little arbitrary and irrational thing that you're sad about because who cares? Space to just have yourself and to just have your emotions, even if just for a little bit. And it doesn't have to all be sad, but mentioning these sad things because many of our parents, like I said, did not. Like they felt personally victimized by our emotions because of codependency. You know, but still give yourself the space to feel, to savor all feelings, even the bad ones that are yours and not anyone else's. And so not any over anyone else's jurisdiction. And if they feel a dirt jurisdiction over your space, over your feelings, they deserve some space <laughs> away from you. Cause honey, <laughs> and so we simply indulge in multiple aspects indulge in every little emotion we feel we lean into it and have it within ourselves we boil angry tears over our food being wrong (laughs) or even we boil tears genuinely sad tears over our food being wrong (laughs) i know all my cancers all my tauruses felt that We let ourselves be angry over slight changes that make us uncomfortable. I know my neurodivergent people felt that. Ooh, and I, ooh, I want to get into an episode about that. Leaning into the person that you actually are and not trying to transcend yourself and how easy it is to fall into that as a neurodivergent person. And so letting ourselves be angry over things, and this is not to say to scream hellfire on any and everyone in your path. (laughs) This is to say that we create space first and foremost by having ourselves because our emotions are ourself, you know, they're a core part of us. And that's to show like as to why certain people don't have like they're not emotionally set up like you. They don't have the same sensitivity as you. 
you know? And so your emotions make up you. And so when you're not able to have your emotions, a very core part of yourself becomes disconnected from, you know, by you because you're not able to have it. And so have your emotions, every single little one, including the joys, you know, moan after that first bite of food that we really wanted and we really waited for and we really had a taste for, for seemingly such a long time. <laughs> Laugh a little too loud and a little too wide and a little too long than the customary allotted amount of time that is considered polite, you know? Let food hang from your mouth. Let milk squirt out your nose. Drop things on the floor and still eat them. Turn that underwear inside out and put it back on for day two when we lazy on laundry day. <laughs> when we're lazy, too lazy to do our laundry. Burp instead of letting it turn into a fart later on. But when that fart comes, we fart. You know, having more alone time. allowing our alone time and whatever it consists of honey (laughs) be our space and letting our space be filled with whatever it is at the moment and so if it's filled with a fart farting that's how we create space yes 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 please believe it like I'm being silly but I'm also not I'm being dead ass serious <laughs> we create space by being human by having emotions by having our farts you know but then we go on to create space by being our specific type of human you know and so the dancers in the rain or the ones that cancels plans in order to watch it fall nice and safe and dry from the inside. <laughs> or the ones that go out and do it naked, who have the physical space to do that. <laughs> or the ones that still do it, but suit up, you know, in their rubbers. The ones that smile enjoy at the sun as it shines on you because I know I do and even says thank you out loud because I know I do (laughs) or the ones that totally um do the same but with a nice crisp gust of fall wind I will never relate but (laughs) to each their own because we all got our own space to do so You know, the ones that love the crunch of leaves under their feet. And so they make sure to to step over every leaf in their path. Or that make it a game and totally go for it and jump from leaf to leaf. Just because. Doing things just because. Doing whatever just because you get the urge. Just because you like it and just because you can. You know, just because you have your own free will, you know, and honestly, people may push back on it because like I said about conformity, anything that you do, like if you're not just walking in a straight line, you decide to like divvy out of the um, divvy out of it and step on a leaf. People going to look at you weird. It's going to have a reaction, but that reaction is not your responsibility. I just want to know. I just want you to know 
I really want you to know. So embrace space because, and what I realized is this really like sent my heart. It truly is unconditional love. It is an act of unconditional love to just let yourself be yourself, but also let yourself change and transform into whatever and whoever you do because you trust whether it's a phase or not, that it is right for you. You accept that you are the answer and not anything outside of you. But if you don't have an answer, something outside of you can guide you and teach you. But you don't try and follow it blindly and accept it over yourself. You know? And so... You accept yourself. And now I want you to grab your water, grab your wine, grab your juice, your tea, your coffee. And if you don't have it right now, grab your invisible drink in your hand. That is whatever you want it to be. It could be a shot, honey. (laughs) Raise it up in the air as much as you feel comfortable to, you know, if you're in public. But raise it up in the air. And cheers for giving yourself space, grace, and compassion, whatever the case. Oh, I love y'all. Uh, and I'm so grateful to be able to give y'all this episode so much and share all that I have learned in my self-love journey in general and coming to love myself, but also coming to truly accept myself outside of this past constricted identity. Oh, we're coming into loving our authentic selves, y'all. Oh, aren't you excited? This is so exciting. It be hurting. (laughs) Not gonna lie, but it's so exciting. And I just want to let you know your inner child is like jumping up and down right now. They are, they are, they are. And a few of y'all might, before it gets too cold, go to a playground. Swing on some swings. Do that. Create that space for yourself whenever you need. And, and, And love yourself past the surface level. Because you can. And you have that free will. And so thank y'all so much for listening. Um, Feel free to follow me on Patreon. I am going to update it soon and give y'all some more gems other than the ones that are there. I also have a gift for y'all that I am going to upload soon. It's a collective message that I've been channeling for a while. You know, that is um, that has to do with this identity crisis, this exact topic just to let y'all know what's happening, what's going on in a deeper way and what's happening energetically as well. So if you're excited for that, yay, stay tuned for it. Also, I do have an article out on Medium that I wrote and it's about imposter syndrome. And I just go to medium.com slash Nicole Heels and you should be able to find it, but I believe it's also going to be linked in the show notes. So don't worry. Also, follow me on TikTok. I'm on there heavy. I have a lot of messages on there as well. Right now, we're talking about being neurodivergent as a child, 
and having neurodivergent parents and how confusing that can be when your parent doesn't know that they're neurodivergent too and how they may project on you. Woo, child. And yeah, that's all the promo I have. Love y'all so much. I really hope y'all enjoyed. If you did, tweet me, at me, comment me, DM me. And thank you so much in advance. Y'all will hear me in the next one. And I'll see y'all later. Bye. Love y'all.